Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two black professional men that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York. Both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen, listen closely for the true messages about friendship because the trials and tribulations come with a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts on a variety of topics from love and relationships to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. Enjoy the journey. Oh, and buckle up. So what's up? What's up? What's up? You. G. And this is Jazz. And we're G Talking All That Jazz. jazz. Welcome back to our next episode, our next podcast on relationships. You're going to want to buckle up and hear this one. Me and my boy Jazz have been going back and forth on this topic. You know, we're a little nervous about this one because we're gonna we're gonna reveal some things. We're yeah. gonna really open up, and you know, we're gonna talk some stuff that has happened to us in our past yeah. about relationships, things that you know hurt, but made us who we are today. Yeah. So um, and, I'm gonna let Jazz go and first. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have hurt others. Yes, you know, yeah. and as you know, in relationships, that's part of the game. So you know what? Um, I'm going to start off by asking Jazz some um, personal questions so we can dig into <laughs> Let him go first. So wait a second. Let me give you a public service announcement. Yes, the disclaimer. Here, here disclosure and disclaimer. <laughs> bong, bong, bong. The stories that you're about to hear are all true. All true. Names are not going to be changed. No Never. events are going to be changed because we don't want to protect anyone. <laughs> and I, I'm very sorry if your name come up, but I'm sorry, but I'm Beyonce sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You shouldn't have hung with us. Sorry. Go ahead, GD. What's going on, baby boy? <laughs> All right, so listen, man. <laughs> so let me first, let me start off with this, bro. Uh-huh. What's your definition of a relationship? What's my definition of a relationship? My definition of a relationship probably has changed as I've gotten older. But at this point, from being in long-term relationships, being married, um, going through a divorce, raising children. So relationships are very different for me now at this point in my life. Um, My definition is two um, independent people working interdependently towards an objective. Okay. So, That's fair. so that is my, that is my, my definition now. Um, I think the, <clears throat> the things sometimes the fantasy Island kind of feelings that people have the like um, the love and being overwhelmed um, infatuated with the person. Yeah. All of that is good. That, that lasts, you know, for that, that lasts about maybe six months, you know, and then the reality of the relationship comes in is that, you know, is the is the, the things, the essence of what a relationship is, is good communication, is definitely good sex. Um, you got to have compatibility 
with the person? Sex, is, is sex yeah. very important in a relationship? Oh, it's up there, man. It's up. Where there. would you rank it? Um, depending on what part of the month we in, but I think I think it's 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 um it's number two, probably number two or to number three. Okay, well let me, let me ask you this question. Number two to number three. Communication is the most important thing. Well, you that's what trust. I was going to ask you. Yes, communication. Five. Name well, five you, of them. You can say trust. You have to have trust. You know, you, communication. So. Um, com- compatibility, got to be compatible. Like you have to share some of the same kind of goals and things like that. Um, three. Um, so that's that's three sex. That's, the sex have to be, you know, you have to have a, a chemistry. Chemistry is very important in a relationship. That's compatibility sex. and chemistry. Would that be on the same? Not, thing necess- not necessarily. You can you can you can be um, compatible with someone, and and you can you can just be a a, a, a non intimate lover. Or a non-intimate friend. It, it doesn't mean that you have to have intimacy with the person. Yeah, but we're talking about relationships. We're talking about relationships. So I'm just what I'm trying to say is that you can have you can be very compatible with a friend. You can be very okay. compatible okay. with a friend in, in that in that form of a relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's intimacy. Okay. Sex, and then I think um, I think um, I think uh, um, for me. For me, loyalty is in there. There has to be some loyalty in wrapped up in all of that. So, so let's, let's label them again. So, okay. give me the, give me your top five. Top five from the, um, from the from the most important to the least important in your top five. I think tr- trust. You have to you have to what? trust the person, right? Can't be looking behind your back. Person has to be there for you. Communication is important because you have to stay on the same page. Sex is very important. Three. Right? Compatibility, and I think loyalty. So loyalty and trust. I don't know if loyalty and trust is the same thing. Um, loyalty for me, loyalty is like when I need you, I need you. And loyalty is the things that you say and the things that you do when I'm not there to represent right, right. myself. There's a sense of loyalty there. Mm-hmm. You know, is 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 what is said about me from you when I'm not in the room to defend myself. I like that. What is right? trust? Trust is, um, uh, trust is something that you can't question. You won't question it. You won't question it. Trust keeps you mentally and emotionally stable in the relationship. Because if you don't have trust in a relationship, you, emotionally, your your mind is racing when this person leaves the room or this person tells you they're going, oh, I'm going to my girlfriend's for the weekend. <clears throat> if there's no trust in there, you are an emotional wreck, man. You're a mental wreck because you, all you're doing is worrying about what that person is doing, where they at, who they with, and, you know, so forth and so on. You know, go, it, your, your, mind can race, your mind can race to the end of time, meaning that you know, it will never stop. Everything will flash through your mind. Um, so many different thoughts of what this person is doing other than what they said they were doing. All right. So what is communication? Communication is, is, is the trans, well, it's, it's the interface between both, meaning that the receiver, the, the, the giver and the receiver of the message and that there is clear that that is the probably the hardest thing 
is sometimes to communicate with someone in a very clear and concise way. But it's, it's, it, is, it is a dialogue, meaning that the person, there's a giver of it and there's a receiver of it. Mm-hmm. Of it. And then there's an interpretation. So the interpretation can be sometimes like, um, so what, what I hear you're saying is this. Right. Mm-hmm. What I think you're saying is that. Right. So you have to, the communication gets better when you don't necessarily have to continue to do that interpretation. When there's no noise, meaning, when I say noise, meaning um, it's attitude, attitudes, mm-hmm. um, 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 if there's any type of issues in the relationship, because that's what distort, distort the communication. You know, t- to me, that's what I think distorts the communication. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. In your, in your personal experience, mm-hmm. has one ever trumped, have you ever had one of those five and then have the other four? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like for example, like Let for example, sex. I know, I know you said sex is very <laughs> important. So let's get to the nitty-gritty of it. All right, let's Have get to the nitty-gritty. Have you ever been in a relationship mm-hmm. where you had some great sex mm-hmm. and you didn't have those other things and you still um, continue on in a, in a relationship? That is the story of my life, my friend. <laughs> well, let's hear the story. We got time. We all, we got we. We're on a tie clock, but no, no, I just give an example. No, I give an example. But what I say to you, I think sometimes that um, so this is what this is what I, I say to people sometimes, right? Like uh, this is an example that I that I tell people sometimes, like Halle Berry, right? Halle Berry is like she's going through her like her third divorce or something like that. I think this is like her third divorce, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there is no reason why Linda would ever divorce Halle Berry. I'm never divorce her. She come in the room and she pimp slap me, pow, pow, pow. She's like, okay, baby, it's all right. And, and is that because of her physical appearance? Her physical appearance. I'm a physical, I think men are very physical. That's the first thing, you know, that's us. I, I think that that's most men by nature. You didn't meet the person who you with now, and the first thing you said, oh, I, oh, I hope she has a wonderful personality. You said, oh, shiggity, look at this. Look at her, her, her figure. You know, look at, you know, you didn't say um, she had a wonderful smile and she has beautiful eyes. No, you didn't say that. So don't okay. even lie to yourself. No, you know, no, but I'm just saying, you saying that no matter what Halle Berry would do to you. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand in the beginning. You meet somebody, we all uh, human, you know, we all look at women, men, women look at men. Mm-hmm. You have to be attracted to that person before you even go to the next step, which yeah. is the communication part. Mm-hmm. So you see somebody, they're physically appealing to you. Mm-hmm. Now you want to get to know that person. You mm-hmm. step to that person and you say what? What do my, you say? My opening line? My opening, line? opening line? What's your opening line in the relationship? No, I, just, I, think that, I think that my... Hook has always been my humor. I think you my comedy, hook, my comedy, and you know, and I'm easy. I'm easy to talk to. I'm a great listener, and I think that, from my experience, so I'm not for, for our, our, our women listeners. I'm not. Um, I'm not limit limiting um, who you are. But for me, I think a lot of women want someone to listen that's listening to them. So I'm, I'm an attentive, I'm an attentive listener. 
So you hear something that don't quite rub you the right way. Mm-hmm. You hear something like, like for example, you know, one of my pet peeves when I was asked, you know, I want to know if a person that I'm interested in mm-hmm. have any long-term relationships, meaning that you have a girlfriend that you've been friends with over 20 years. Cause mm-hmm. I got a friend that I've been friends with for 46 years. Mm-hmm. I know how to maintain a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you, the person that I'm physically attracted to, can you keep relation? Can you do you have relationships? And what if they say, no, I don't mess with women. I don't. I don't have girlfriends. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't make friends well. Would that be a red flag for you? That it, it, the 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 younger Limwood, no. This Limwood, yes. Because why? You, because you have to have your own agenda. Because I have my own agenda. I, I, you know, I I can't be um I can't be um everything for you. I can't be everything for you. You have to have things going on in your life as well. It's good to, it's, it, I would say it's a red flag. Yes, I will agree with you. Because okay. to me, to me, that is like, um, it's something, something has happened that, that where you don't have this, this social bond with other people, a social connection. Not a social network like uh, these these platforms, Facebook and Instagram, because no, that's not reality. I'm talking about you don't have a a um, a group of people, or you don't have a social uh, structure that you something that you do outside of your professional life or things that you do in your free time. It reflects a lot of things. I think it's going to say that you may not have hobbies. Like you don't have mm-hmm. a hobby. Or, you know, you don't have any other personal uh, tight connections. You know, you don't have any outlets. You don't, you, you're not participating in any um, organizations, right? So that's what, yeah. That's all big for you. And that's all big for you? It's, 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 big, for, it's, it's, it's big for me because um, although by, by nature, I'm, I am an introvert. I am, I am an introvert. And so I do like my my time, my downtown, my my downtime alone. However, you know, I like to be social at times, and I want to hang out. And I don't necessarily, um, and outside of the relationship, hang out. I want to hang out, like the little girl say said on on the little viral video. I want to be with my friends, right. my friends. Sometimes you just want to be with your friend. Let me and ask you this have, You want to have a 46, 46-year uh, friendship relationship. I'm going, to, I'm going to go see my dude. Right. You, right. you in town, arm town, the world's going to stop. Um, we're going to hang out. We're going to hang out. I'm sorry. Um, we plan to go to the movies today, baby. That plan is wrapped because my boy is in town. You have to have that. We both are involved in organizations. You are Mason. I'm an alpha. We are involved in a community. We do things. You have to have an agenda. And that, that person, other person, has to have some out, outside outlet other than being in a relationship. So that will be a red flag for me. So then let me ask this. Sure. What if you meet someone very attractive, good communication skills, Loyal, trustworthy, great chemistry. Mm. Sex is horrible. Oh my God. I mean, frigid. I mean, 
just oh my god, can't kiss, you know, just but the body is banging and her face is gorgeous and oh my god, she makes you laugh and oh my god, you when you when you with her, you enjoy the time with her, but when it comes down to the intimacy, it's just not there. That's a difficult question. No, it's not. It's a difficult question. So let me answer it. Let me answer it. I'm going to use the Halle Berry knowledge and <laughs> the Halle Berry analogy that I used earlier. And I hope Halle Berry doesn't sue me. <laughs> I really don't. I really hope that she doesn't sue me because I think she's a good person, but I'm pretty sure she has some good lawyers. <laughs> So on the other hand, so first I said Halle Berry, I would never leave her, right? Because she's beautiful, she's attractive, and that sort of thing. So now you throw in the part that if the, the, there's no sexual chemistry or there's no connection, the person is prudish or they're not, they don't have the same appetite as you have sexually. Right? Sexual appetite, right. Sexual appetite. So I use the same Halle Berry, and this is what I, I kind of tell people. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Halle Berry, please don't sue me. <laughs> I think, you know, this is going to sound so wrong. So I'm going to try to say it. I'm going to try to say it as intellectual as prop as I can, right? But okay. please read it between the lines. I think that the reason why she can't keep a man is because there is some issues with the equipment. This is my thought, right? I think that I think that the equipment, the equipment doesn't function well. Oh my God! You that just did not say that. That's my thought. I think the equipment <laughs> doesn't function well, and so I think, that, I think that because there is no way I'm going to leave this beautiful woman. She's been one of oh, the yeah. most beautiful women. Hold on, she's been one of the most beautiful women on the planet for probably the past two decades. And like, she's getting younger looking. So I think she's probably a vampire. So I can tolerate her attitude. I can tolerate her coming in pimp slapping me, especially if the equipment was functioning properly, right? <laughs> to my standards. I think the reason why she can't hold on to a dude is because it's broke. <laughs> You are out of control right now. You are out of, you, you know what? You have stepped out of bounds right now. Listen, we talking relationships and no, so. Bro. But, but give me an example of one of your relationships, man, that you had. Let's talk, let's get down to you. Okay. What's your first heartbreak? Real heartbreak? Real, Real heartbreak? Real heartbreak. I had, puppy, I had puppy love heartbreak, but my divorce from my ex-wife was my real heartbreak. Was my real, you know, um, uh, um, the, the things that happen, the, the, the realization of how much you love a person. That's what a divorce do, does for you. It makes you realize how much you love a person. And at first, at first, um, I uh, suppressed it. I suppressed how much I love this person, right? And then one day I was walking up, I was in Harlem. And I was walking up 129th Street and I was passing St. Joseph's, right? And I bumped into a nun and I was walking and I was crying. The nun stopped me. And she said, she asked me, she was like, what's wrong? 
And so, you know, the symbolism of a nun. So I just, yeah, I just kind of confess right there, right, this right, right in the street, man. And I told her what happened. And she looked at me and she smiled. And she said, isn't it such a beautiful thing how much you can love another person? And I was like, what? This is beautiful? This pain in my chest? Me not being able to sleep? Not being able to think? Been an emotional wreck? Lost my job? Left, left my home? The, the, the total um, destruction or breakup of the, my, my family then with my son? This is beautiful. However, because of her, her insight, right? She was absolutely right. And the only reason that it was so hard is because I was, I was fighting. I was resisting the feeling. The pain. The pain. No, just the acceptance of how much I loved her. I was replacing it with anger, bitterness, you know, resentment. I was, I was masking the real feeling and the real feeling was that, damn, I loved her. Like, I really loved her. Like, wow, how could, how could, how does that happen? How does that happen from a, from an organic level, an emotional level? You know, how does that happen? that this person gets that deep into you, that this happens to you. So that's what I was fighting the whole time. And a friend of mine told me, he said, Limwood, he said, no, nah, he said, Jazz, he said, Jazz, if you really wanted to get over your ex-wife, all you have to do is snap your fingers. And I was like, what? Snap my fingers? He said, yeah. He said, it's mind over matter. And he said, if you don't mind, then it, it won't happen. And I didn't get that either because I just wasn't ready. I was clouded by all of those negative emotions. But as right. time, as time heal, heals all wounds. So as time went by, I can start to accept those, those, those jewels that was given to me by the nun and by my friend G. I could accept it. I got it. And so I began to embrace it. I, I love the fact that, that she hurt me. Like, or, or I was hurt. Not she hurt me, because it takes two to tango. Yes. I embraced, I embraced the, the uh, lesson of the relationship. It wasn't failed. It, I didn't fail. It wasn't a failure. That's what I thought in the beginning. But it became the lesson. Like, wow, I'm capable of that. I'm capable of loving another human being that way. And then coming to the end of me coming out of this cloud and accepting and embracing this hurt, this heartbreak that took me a very long time to get through, but I got through it, right? Mm -hmm. The final period that was the ending, was the, the, the explanation mark or the ending of, this, of this, um, this growth, this lesson of getting the lesson. Your mother said to me, I was in, in the car, and I don't even know if you remember this. I was kind of crying. And I was telling her, I'm, I'm 33, 34, I have a kid. 
um, I want to finish school. I don't have my, I don't have a good job right now. And I was like, I said, no woman is going to want me. And your mom bust out laughing. She, your mother bust out laughing. I'm like, why is everybody laughing at me, right? <laughs> your mom bust out laughing. And then she looked at me and she said, Linwood, can you still love? I said, yes, Miss Davis, I can still love. She said, then you are okay. And that was it. I do remember that. Yes. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. So I was listening. Although I was hurt and whatever, I was listening. And yeah. gee, that was it. I mean, that was it. I was, I, I reconciled that the marriage had failed. Um, I had to turn the corner and I knew that although it took my ex-wife and I a very long time to become friends again, we, we finally started, and we still struggle sometimes, but we finally started to become friends because we started out friends. And then now we are very friendly. So that is, you know, unfiltered kind of, you know. Gotcha. I heard also, too, you mentioned something about because of that pain you had, because of, you know, what you went through for that period of time, you came up with a formula to prevent you going there again. Why don't you share that with us? What is your, what is this formula (laughs) that, you know, Jazz came up with to protect him going forward so he could never feel this kind of love or whatever you want to hey, say to be right. so it's definitely it's definitely um a defense mechanism and it's okay. it is invisible so no is it, one is it, am I ask you a question is this formula only good to use for jazz or this formula can be used anybody can use this formula no I think people use it every day I just think that I I, I analyze stuff far too much, so I, I kind of put verbals on it, what, what okay. the verbals were, just so that um, I can, I can um, is a defense mechanism, so I know what steps to take. So I have steps that, that I think are my steps where I know that um, um, it will, it's, it's, it's a defense mechanism, really, is so that I won't ever experience that amount of pain before. So before I give this little quick formula, it's very fundamental, but before I give the formula, but what, but the downside to that, this is the downside to that, is that it, 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 it kind of, it shortchanges the other person from really seeing the true love for me. So the other person gets shortchanged in a way uh, because, of, because I'm in a defense mode. It's an invisible shield. No one can see it. It's all around me. Just can't see it. It's impervious. Nothing can come to it. Bullets, nothing. And it, <laughs> it protects me. It's impervious. And it, and it, and you just can't see it. So, okay, someone. It's not saying it 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 prevents me from loving someone because I I don't think it's an absence of love. But I break it with someone. So I know if I meet someone, I get serious with them. We're in a relationship. I go to the, the formula is always right there 
right next to me. Because at any given time, that other step could hit the floor, meaning that, baby, I need to talk to you. And if a woman says, baby, I need to talk to you, it's over. <laughs> it's about to be over. It's about to be over. Oh, so, baby, we need to talk. And we need to talk. Either your money ain't right, <laughs> or she's getting ready to roll out on you, right? So I know where that other foot is about to drop, right? So this is the about to drop, the other foot about to drop formula. So I know if that other foot drops, I know what's going to happen for me. Number one, I'm going to completely accept the fact that this relationship is over because I'm not going to get into a denial. Right. You're going to accept it immediately. I'm going to accept it immediately that this relationship is over. That's the first part. Number two, I'm going to block off a period of time how long I'm going to mourn this relationship. I'm going to block off if it's going to be 90 days, if it's going to be 60 days, or if it's going to be 45 minutes. I'm going to block off some time that I'm going to purely mourn this program. And in, the, in that morning, in that part of the morning period when I'm mourning the relationship, I'm going to feel all the hurt. I'm going to allow myself to feel because the only way that you're going to heal is if you feel, right? So right. I'm going to feel all of it. I'm going to feel all of it. I'm going to, I'm going to relive the whole relationship, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm going to, I'm going to feel it all. I'm going to look at my role in the relationship, her role in the relationship. But this gets a specific amount of time. This gets a specific amount of time. What's that time? That time can, it all, it all can depend on, on where I'm, what space I'm in, I'm at. I've gotten over long-term relationships in, in less than an hour. I know it sounds terrible, but it's true. I'm going to say, you know, the next 45 minutes, I'm going to mourn this, but then I'm moving on because, because life is for the living and we, you got to live it out. And so you have the first part, acceptance. Part two of the formula is the uh, mourning period. And then, which is so very important, almost like the equal sign in a sense, is how you have to compartmentalize it. So you have to be able to take both of those equations or variables, put it in a box and put it in its compartment and leave it there. You compartmentalize it because you know why? You still have to eat. You still have to pay your rent. You still have to work. You still have to function in life. You cannot let this totally consume you to where you're wallowing in the mud with it and dragging and dragging it on. You compartmentalize it and recognize that it's in the compartment. But you have to go to work. You have to still do your daily life. You still have to interact Take with your, your children, your, your children, your family, your friends. You still have to progress in your life. And then when you get your quiet moment, you know what you do? You grab your box. Yeah. With all of your hurt, your pain, your disappointment, and you open it up. And then you feel the pain. You feel it. You don't run from it. You embrace it. 
And then when you got to get back to the business or the life of business, you put it back in its compartment. So I don't fear, I don't fear a, a relationship being ended. I have no fear if someone says, you know what, learn what, change your heart. Hey, Jazz, you're not my cup of tea no more. I want to move on. Uh, it didn't work out. I have a formula. So you good. I, I, know, I know it sounds, sounds a little callous sometimes, but that's, you know, it's all, all, all fear and love and war. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. So this concludes... <laughs> Our podcast for in relationships. I'm G. Yo, I'm Jazz. And this is G talking all that jazz. And we're out.